going to be 30? I don't think we'll have an age. I, uh, this this uh, came from, I have to do these weekly meetings where you got these pastors, they come on Zoom and we talk. And um, I've been burdened because uh, something that, I, I feel like this, I feel like I have to kind of take my pastor's hat off for a while. I got to, I feel the need to be more evangelistic, right? Because I really, I, I, they came to me and they go, we we're talking about the kingdom of God and, they were, and we were talking about the expansion and I'm like, guys, it's not expanding. The, the kingdom is not expanding. Uh, it, people, your church may be growing, but what it is is people who didn't like one church so they came to yours. If you, uh, one of the pastors says last, uh, when, on Easter, they had like, uh, it's a big church, he said they had like uh, maybe 150 people at the altar uh, on Easter Sunday. The next week, he said, hey, raise your hand if you were here last Sunday. He says it, how, it was probably like four people. I'm like, well, the parable of the sword, that Satan stole that back before they got to their car. Everybody say, man. It's, it's, it's like, man, I, I, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to be truthful that the kingdom is not expanding. It's not, it's not growing. It's not pushing. And, and, and. We can see the effects of it in the, in the, in the world, and especially in America right now. And um, so I'm, I'm like, I hate to break it to you guys, it's really not growing. So then the topic came up, well, what do you do to, to cause growth? And I'm like, oh, I got tons of strategies to, to cause growth, but you know, if we really want to hear it. So they said, yeah, we'll put it together, we'll bring it back next week. I go, okay. So I'm, I'm going to share a little bit with you what, what I'm going to share with them, if that's okay. Everybody say man. Matthew chapter 28, now, verse 16. Oh, no, what did I say? No, I want 28. If you got 26, don't worry about it. Matthew 28, six, or just get Matthew 28, 16. Don't worry about the screen, everybody. You got that? Chris, you want me to read it? Go. to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, worshipped him yeah. but some doubted. Now, here's the disciples. There's only 11 now because Judas had his event, right? And so now 11 of them are there. Jesus goes to meet them. This is eight, no, no later when after everything, the resurrection and everything. So he goes to meet his 11 disciples, and the Bible says, but some of them did not believe he really was Jesus. And, and you've got to think, man, they've been with this guy for three years. How can they not know that's Jesus? Why are they doubting? Well, is it because uh, they really don't know if he's came back alive or they can't recognize him? you got to remember, Jesus looks different. He's, he, his body's different. He's, he looks different. So they're like, it's, it's Jesus. he doesn't look like the guy that we've been walking with for three years. So I don't think it was necessarily that they were doubting. I think they kind of wasn't recognizing him, all right? Next verse. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now he's trying to, he says, listen, guys, listen. All authority on heaven and earth now is mine. I have total authority now. Amen. Hmm. So I'm thinking that, wait a minute, you got total authority on heaven and earth now. Yes, I fulfilled everything on the earth. I've been uh, resurrected. I'm the only person that's been risen from the dead like that. And and now all authority and all power is given unto me. And then he tells them what? Next verse. Therefore, go and make disciplines. He says, so disciples. now you got to go. You have to go and you have to make people like you. Now, he says, first of all, he says, listen, I'm the authority. I got all authority now. And so I'm giving you the authority also in my name to go. Christianity is not meant for us to come to the Lord and just try to pray for the best life we can have and then die. Amen. Amen. It, it, is, it, is, it is the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus goes on this rant. I told him, if you really want to know the strategies in, in expanding the kingdom, just look at Matthew 13. You, you, because he, he goes on this rant about the kingdom and how, what it's like. The kingdom is like, the kingdom is like. We'll read that in a second. But what he's trying to say is, I'm, I, all authority's been given unto me, so now I need you to go do something. 
who knows God because you know God. Amen. Amen. And that's the, that is the way that God has intended for the kingdom to spread. See, the kingdom is not to be spread by pastors. Pastors spend their time talking to Christians. Amen. The kingdom is, is meant to be spread by membership who's out there spread it into, the, into this garden called the world, and then they're trying to reproduce. Because everything reproduces after its kind, which means that Christians can reproduce more Christians. Now, here might be the hang-ups, though. One, uh, you might not have a desire to or a burning uh, urgency for. You know, I, I, I always say, if you meet me and you really, and I fall in love with you, you shouldn't have because your life's going to change. There's no way you can meet, and I'm not bragging, I'm saying everybody should be saying this. There's no way someone that I care about would not know what I know. Amen. Okay, they don't believe me. Kimberly, you never should have met me. Mark never should have met me. Never should have met me. When this church first started, I, had, I, was, I used to get angry about it because people would go, Oh, that's that L&L church. I'm like, L&L church? This ain't no L&L church. What are you talking about? <laughs> but then I thought about it. I'm like, that's a major compliment because they're saying that because I showed up. Everybody say amen now. Lives changed. You can't move next door to me and your life don't change. You can't. You, if, I, now if I like you now, I don't like everybody. <laughs> but if you get into my system and I, and, I, and I am fond of you, what happens is I am not, I'm joking about that actually, sort of. I, I'm, I, I'm, what I'm saying is there's no way you're going to not know what I know because my life is not perfect, but it's so fulfilled in God and I just want you to know that. And there's an afterlife. Amen. There is an afterlife. Amen. And so it's like, here's Jesus going, all authority is given unto me. I'm telling you to go and make followers of, of the world, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and, and teach them to obey everything I told you. Now, he says, you can be sure, this is verse 20, I'm going to be with you always. Amen. So I told him, I said, listen, here's the problem, guys. We, if we don't preach the gospel... There's reasons why we don't preach the gospel. We don't preach the gospel because we're worried that people will get offended. Amen. We're worried that we will offend someone out of the church. We're worried that we'll lose membership. Because, and we're also worried we won't gain any new people because if we present this life that you can get, and we present this gospel so fluffy and so soft, people are more, they're, they're good with that. They're not good with the harshness and the the abrasiveness of the gospel. They just, we don't like that. It's just, it will never grow a church. I go, man, most word churches are not growing. Most social churches are growing leaps and bounds. I, they, it's become social. And there's nothing wrong with it being social, but I'm saying, my thing is the whole premise of the, the gospel is the gospel itself is and it's like, man, we have to teach the gospel and we can't be worried about it because Jesus promised he'll be with us. I may be stuck in small town the rest of my life because I'm just going to teach the gospel. I'm not worried about getting kicked out of churches because I'll just go home. <laughs> but you don't know how many times I went to speak elsewhere and then when I get done, he goes, man, I'm glad you said that. You couldn't say that? Well, no, people get offended. <laughs> well, I don't care if I offend everybody. You got to mop it up. I'm going home. <laughs> but here's Jesus going, I'll be with you. Don't worry about it. I will, I will continue with you until the end. So teach the gospel, my friends. And we have to make people understand that they are disciple makers. How come people, how can you have a best friend for over 15 years and they not know God? Amen. I don't get it. How, how can you have this coworker that you're very close with, you guys have worked together for 10 years, and they don't, they don't know the Lord? Heck, 
we can't even get people in our family to. We've been working on, you've been working on your brother and your sister for years, so much so you've probably given up. And I'm thinking, man, the urgency may not be there. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just trying to analyze it. Or, or maybe my life's just so not fulfilled in God that I don't feel like telling anybody else. What I'm saying is, this one pastor says, oh, I only got 50 people in my church. I'm like, I don't even know how many I got, do. I said, but here's the thing. If you're 50, reach somebody, then you got 100. Amen. But don't worry, they're not going to. It's a lost art. Fishing is a lost art. Nobody really does it anymore. I mean, we, we dabble. We, we might throw out a lure or two. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just teaching Bible. But it's like, man, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say, the kingdom isn't pushing. We're not making a push. The Bible says the world will wax cold in the end, and it's doing that. Amen. People will be lovers of themselves. It's doing that. Amen. All right? So those, we're fighting against those things, but it also, that doesn't mean we give up. That doesn't mean that the people that you care about the most, how come they're still lost? Well, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm arrogantly telling you that if, if I begin, if I love you, you're going to know. Yeah. Now, you're not going to save the world, but I'm saying if I love you, I'm not going to stop until I get you. With prayer and just a little bit here, a little bit. It's called fishers of men. How do you fish? You throw the thing out and you stick some nasty thing on the end to lure them and then you catch them and then you begin to reel them. You know, it's kind of like when they begin to ask you questions, you got them, reel them in. I had two months to, to, to reach a very uh, wealthy man. He just opened a Christian church down in North Carolina. I had three days to reach a, a, a Chinese uh, uh, engineer. And now he's a minister over in China. It's like, it can be done. But you got to have a desire. So I'm like, guys, the kingdom's not expanding because we've lost the desire to expand it. Because I, I maybe everybody's just praying for their own lives because there's so much going on in their world. And it's so much not the way they want it. They want God to fix it. So maybe we spend most of our time praying that. I don't know. I'm not mad. I'm just... So we have to make the kingdom of God a high priority. Chapter 13. Matthew 13. I'm way more burdened than I'm putting on. I really have a heavy burden for this. It's really bothering me because I don't think we're expanding at all. So you look at verse 13, uh, verse 24. It says, then here's Jesus. I'm going to teach you about the kingdom. Chris, go. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. Okay. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. Mm -hmm. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? Okay. An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. I got this flower bed in my house that just popped up. It's right around my deck, and I got weeds in it, and I'm like, man, I need to get those weeds out. But if I pull it all up, I'm pulling it all. I'm going to kill it all. I can't pull them up. So thankfully, these weeds kind of grow the same height as the flowers, and you can't really tell it, but I can't pull them up, or I'm going to kill everything. Now, I'm not expounding on this yet because I will in a minute because Jesus gives his explanation and I want to walk through that one. So, so here it is. Here's this guy who plants seed. Then at night the enemy comes in and he, he's got an enemy that wants to mess up his, his uh, crop. So he throws weeds in there and they both grow up. And the guys go, hey, should we take it out? He says, no, because we're going to kill everything if we do that. Verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, yeah. then gather the wheat and bring it to my barn. Okay, so he's got this story. Now, verse 31, he switches gears. It says, Jesus tells them another story. Here we go. 
The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like this small little mustard seed that a man plants in the field. So here's Jesus trying to get them to understand. I get criticized because I talk with the language of today. And then I go, but that's what Jesus did. Amen. So if Jesus was here today, he might not be talking like this. All right? So, but, but because they knew farming, Jesus said, here, you guys know what a mustard seed looks like. It's small. A man plants it in the field. Go. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. So it means that you may start out small. In fact, we all start out small. We, I, was telling, I was telling Mike, I said, man, I remember back in the day when I started doing ministry, I was doing campus and all that crap. I was out of my mind. And I didn't even know much, but I knew I was out of my mind, and I know that I was, my determination was to get people to know who the Lord, and I was reckless and wild, and, uh, and it worked. And I says, man, what happens when you begin to learn a little more, you get a little older, you begin to, you begin to become more civilized. And I go, man, I kind of wish I was still wild. Because I didn't care, I was just trying to get people to know Jesus. See, and, and the beauty of it is when you're dealing with young people, they're okay with that. But when you deal with the, the more mature, we don't do God that way. I was wearing Nikes in church where it wasn't popular. You're supposed to wear suits. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I got nice suits, but I don't feel like wearing one today. I got to wear a suit to be called holy? I mean, you know? Amen. And then, when I, and then I realized something. The Bible says these things that we don't do, we don't believe. And so here it is. I'm going to just say it, and then you just can just lock me up or do whatever you want to do. I just didn't care. And, and, man, we had hundreds of kids come to the Lord. Hundreds of college kids came to the Lord. And, and I'm like, man, I'm, now, Lord, I'm so, I'm so uh, defined. I'm so refined. And some of you think, no, you're not. Yes, I am. Not like I was before. <laughs> I really calmed down a lot, I'm telling you. I'm totally different now. And I go, sometimes I wish I wasn't. Because the kingdom of heaven, after, after it grows, then what happens is when you begin to grow, then, then you have, have grown to the point where birds can come lodging in you. What are those birds? Other people can come to you and get help. Amen. See, it's not just that we grow and then we become strong and then we just live our lives until Jesus comes back. No, it's that we grow and then, up, then people come and lodge into us. Amen. He's saying the kingdom is like that. It, it, it starts off small, then it grows, and then people come to the kingdom and they, they get it. They understand life begins to change. And I go, guys, that's not happening. And they're all quiet. I'm like, it's not happening, and you know it's not happening. It's, it's a lost art. We don't, especially in America, it's not happening. It's happening in China. And they're getting persecuted out there. Uh, uh, and, and, and they're getting attacked and things are happening to them. It's happening there. But why isn't it happening here when we got churches on every single corner? This little town has churches everywhere. And I'm like, man, we should be so holy. We're not that holy because it's really not effective, you know. It's, but we're very social, and we, we can entertain well, and I, I'm sorry. I know you, this is your vacation tomorrow, and I'm... Chris, come on. We lost our screen. I don't care. Come on. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. So he says the kingdom of heaven for all you other ones, people who bake, is like yeast. And you take some yeast and you put it into the dough. And what happens? It rises. It expands. It gets bigger. It, it grows larger. And I go, <laughs> word churches are not growing. They're not. They're not growing. We got... We, Man, a guy snuck me some information that, that no offense to you Baptists, the, the Baptists are, are trying to adjust their beliefs a little bit so they can get their numbers back up. Mm. Their stances on homosexuality and things like that. And I'm going, dude, are you sure this is happening? He's like, dude, I'm there. I see it. 
I'm a bishop. I know what they're doing. And I'm like, man, we're trying to scramble to, to, to keep people because we're losing them. So well, we can't change our values, can we? But yeah, we can because we're losing people. I'd rather have people than tell the truth all the time. Or maybe I'll just leave stuff out. And I'm going, I'm doomed. I'm never, I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm doomed. I'm, I'm destined for. And I'm like, so here it is. The kingdom is like this yeast that you take a little bit of yeast. You don't need a lot and put it into this dough and it goes boom. That's us. He drops us in the situations and we expand. That's that L&L church. No, it's not. I got so offended. And then I think that's a major compliment. I'm yeast. <laughs> You're yeast. Where is he dropping you? Oh, man, I'm like, man, my antenna, I took it down. I used to have an antenna up, always ready in case God wanted. Not obnoxiously, hey, you need Jesus, but just a matter of, hey, you never know. Someone, you might be someone's only hope, their only, their only hope. I'm sitting in the doctor's office, this little girl's crying over on the side, and the Lord says, you need to pray for her. She's going to abort her baby. I'm like, what baby? No, she's having a baby. She's going to abort it. That's why she's here. So I'm like, oh. So I, I, we get ready to go, and I nervously walk over and go, I know I don't know you. I'm not trying to creep you out, but please can I pray for you? And then we prayed for her. She was crying like crazy, and she got up and walked out. You never know. Just meet somebody just at the counter at Walmart. You might, you never know. For all of you who say, well, I'm not really around any people. You're around somebody. You never know. Amen. I, I really look at it like you might, I might be your only hope. Amen. I might be all you got. Because you're not going to any churches. I know that. And, and maybe nobody else around you. So I may, this stranger might be your only hope. I always had my antenna up. And I took it down because... You know, pastors become cleaners, not catchers. But I, I find myself putting it back up. I'm like, man, Lord, let me back out there because the world is, we're not expanding. We're, we're not growing. I mean, people are just switching. Oh, our church is growing. Well, how many of them are new converts or how many of them just didn't like the place they were at? Mm -hmm. I got a few more minutes. I know you guys are saying, good, I want to go barbecue or something. Chris, drop down to 36. Let's go. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. Yeah. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. All right, let's dig in this. Verse 37 goes what? He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. This is the son of man sowed the seed. Everybody got that? Amen. All right, the field is the world. The good seed are the people in God's kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. So he's saying, here it is. We all, you all knew that anyway. It's like, here it is. You're sowing seed. That's the word. And the word is, the ground is the world. And then there's good people that, that good seed. And then there's the weed that grows up. And my thought is, man, here's the scary part. The weed is growing up in the church. And then God, I'm going, God, why? What's going on? What are we doing here? And God says, well, I can't kill it. I'm glad you're not me. Because you kill it, because you don't love like me. And I go, you're right. I burn it all to the ground, me in it. <laughs> but God says, no, I can't kill it. I can't pull it all up. I'm looking at this little patch, and I got these nice flowers, and I see these weeds in there. I'm going, oh, maybe I can spray some weed crap, and maybe it won't kill the flowers. But last time I tried that, it killed everything. So I'm just going to let them grow, and if you come talk about my weeds, I'm going to slap you. You're too close to my house. <laughs> if I can't pull them up. Chris, come on. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. And the devil comes along, and he sows seed. And he interrupts the seed from growing the right way. We do have a devil, everyone. We really do. Amen. And man, he comes so sheepily now. The devil's not really, uh, he doesn't come to you throwing up with a head spinning around and smoke coming out of, with a pitchfork. 
He comes very subtle. Yep. Relationships are just bad. You shouldn't even be in them. Some, some, some situations are just not good. You shouldn't even deal with them. And, and, and it's subtle, though. You, you kind of just sense it, but, you know, it's like, I don't know. No, just stay clear. Just, you know what, guys? I am so alone right now. I'm alone all the time. If my son isn't there and my daughter ain't there, I'm alone. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling kind of hermity. Hermity. That's don't, I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to, you know, it's easier. And so God goes, okay, but, but just make sure your heart doesn't cave up on me. Amen. Don't turn into the prophet that was standing in the cave. I realize every knee hasn't bowed, people. There's still a remnant. But I do realize that narrow is the way, and only a few find it. So I'm not discouraged. I'm just burdened. Because I want to see people know the Lord, man. I really do. And I want to see people get to the fullness of God. And I want to see people understand that what Jesus really did for them. And I want people to understand that the Holy Spirit is still functioning today. And I want people to understand that there is an afterlife, man. Amen. I'm not saying be perfect down here, but I'm saying, man, you got to understand these things. I got an urgency to, to, to say, hey, don't die. Chris, come on. The harvest is at the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Yeah. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin. Now think about this. This is gentle Jesus going, man, people are going to hell. Yep. They're going to be plucked out. They're gonna, we're going to march everybody. We're going to gather up all of it, and we're going to separate it. We're going to say, who's with me? Here, bundle them up, take them in. Those who aren't, wrap them up, burn them. This is Jesus talking, but man, we don't ever hear any messages about hell anymore, do we? In mm -hmm. fact, when you do do a message about hell, you're firing brimstone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, firing brimstone. You know, you know what changed my life? I said, man, I'm a sinner, dude. I knew I was a sinner, and I was good at it. But what changed my life is I finally heard that there was a remedy Amen. So sitting there in that tent, 1983, I went, man, you're telling me that Jesus is not about Christmas gifts. He died so I can live. Amen. Hallelujah. The gospel works. It really works. We got to teach the gospel. Just teach the gospel. Everything goes back to Jesus. Amen. And then what happens is fruit comes from that. So you know, you, you can't go in the door going, hey, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. I mean, and then here's the sad part. People are going to do it anyway. The, the gospel is the thing that has to always promote a new life, the transformation of thought, the, the repentance, the changing of mind from one life to another life. The, the gospel is, it always goes back. Jesus will always be the elephant in the room. Can't get around him, can't get over him, can't get under him. He's saying, here's Jesus now. He would know, saying, in the end, listen, guys, I'm not going to try to save them. We're just going to separate them. Some's going to burn. Some's going into the, burn, into the burn. That's the gospel. You're not going to pack no churches with that. You're going to pack churches where God loves everybody. Mm -hmm. And he does. Mm -hmm. Chris, come on. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus says, oh boy, you don't want to be there. You got hell, then you got the lake. Two different locations. Mm -hmm. All right? He the lake is going to look like a bad hotel. This is going to make hell look like a bad hotel. <laughs> you don't want to be in either. Right. But here's Jesus saying, this will occur. Amen. And the beauty of it is we won't be able to fool him. Amen. Because the Bible says that many will say, we did all these things in your name, and nah, I, don't, I never knew who you were. <laughs> Me and you never were relational at all. It's just He told, he told the, the scribe that you almost got the kingdom. You're not there, but you almost got it. Amen. 
We got people being just so used by the devil to aggravate other people. I got my pastor's uh, friends, they always, man, I got these people in my church, man, they drive me nuts. I just wish they leave. And just weeds. Growing up just with the flowers. At the same time, hallelujah, it's quiet. Oh, my screen's back. Chris, come on, let's get done. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now he said, now listen, all of you are not going to hear that, but whoever does have ears, let them hear. Now here's Jesus going, people are going to hell. I got a question. Do you care if your friends go? Do, do you care if the people you really care about, do you care if they go? See, are we really urgent about it? I'm not talking about preaching at them and, and getting on their nerves, but I'm just saying, you know them well. Fish them. Don't allow someone you care about. My mom, man, she was not going to let either one of us not know. She just, and she went overboard, but thank God, you know. My mom, had, she sprinkled bless all around the house. My doorknobs all wet. My TV all, what is this oily stuff? My mother <laughs> in there, in there chanting, hey, Jesus, when I'm not home. <laughs> my, mom's, my mom's crazy. This, she won't get this one. Katrina, don't send this to her. But, but it's like, my, but my mom was determined. She, I remember her telling us, I wasn't leaving. I wasn't going to lose either one of my boys. Amen. Amen. It sounds crazy, but she did it. And I'm saying, I, I, I don't want to lose any of my kids. Amen. I, I don't want to lose any of my friends. Amen. There's a few Sundays where I'm not here. I'm not preaching nowhere. You know where I'm at? I'm with my friends. Amen. My friends from high school, we've, all got, we've gotten back together, and one of them's very ill. And so every, every like, six weeks or so, we'll get together and it's like and I'm trying to save Amen. you. Amen. I don't always want to go but I go because I love you guys man and they know who I am and they respect that. I feel responsible. Amen. If I don't reach them. So we pray when we get together we pray before we leave. I'm getting them Amen. How you got a best friend that you go to brunch with every two weeks and they don't know? Kingdom's not growing, people. Matthew 44, 13, 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. When this dude found it, he hid it again, and with joy, he sold everything he had to buy that field. Why? Because... I don't care about nothing but that. I'll give everything away to get that treasure. Amen. Amen. He says, when you really understand the kingdom, you don't care. You will sacrifice everything else for that. All that matters is the kingdom. It's like he says, with joy, he sold all that he had to buy that one thing. Amen. Amen. That's the kingdom of God. You're going nothing else outmatters that. It matters, but it doesn't outmatter that. Amen. And it's like the kingdom of heaven is, a, is being in God's kingdom, knowing who he is, understanding what he's done, functioning under his authority is greater than anything else you can ever do. It, it, and in fact, you're talking about saving your family. It will save the, your family. The Bible says seek the kingdom first Everything else will be added on to you. Amen. I'll give you everything else if you seek the kingdom. If that's what you seek, and you don't seek me because you want everything else, I'll give you everything else if you seek me. Amen. The kingdom is everything. The kingdom of God is everything. Amen. Understanding who God is is everything. God functioning in your life is everything. And it's not, because he's been given authority, it's not for us just to sit there. Amen. It's for us to work because the laborers are not there. 
And the kingdom isn't pushing. Because we're not pushing it. We're transferring churches, though. I don't like it over there, so I'm coming over here now. Oh, we're growing. No, you're not. So how many was at your altar? Oh, about 160. How many was, came back? Uh, maybe like three. Well, thank God for the three. Everybody say amen. Amen. Chris, I'm almost done. Go. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And they said again, the kingdom of heaven is like a mer- Jesus on a kingdom of heaven rant. It's like a merchant looking for a fine pearls. Come on. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. When he found one pearl, now here it is, he's a merchant. He's got a lot of stuff. So he says, I'm getting rid of all that just to get that. That is the kingdom of God. That is your relationship with God and functioning under the authority that Jesus has brought to us. It is, that's what I want the most. Kenny, what will you sacrifice? I already have. Career, check. Dreams, check. Family, check. I already have. So it's like, man, what else do you want me to sacrifice, dude? Whatever it is, I'll do it. Because it's like, man, I got that one thing. If Jesus told me to stop teaching Bible tomorrow, I'd do it. Amen. Long as, I pro- long as you promise me I can keep this one thing. If he tells me you'll never pastor a big church, and I want you to speak to people, and it's not going to hear it. That's what he told Jeremiah. Yeah. I do it. I complain. <laughs> I do it. Because as long as you just make sure I got that one thing. Amen. And that's me and you being relational and then everything that functions under your authority is given on to me Chris where are we at 47 okay once again the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish once again here it is you guys fish it's a net that is thrown down in the lake and it caught all types of fish come on When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up to the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in the baskets, but threw the bad away. And they threw the bad ones away. So here it is. They pulled all this. They threw out the net. Cast your nets. Bring in the fish. Now, you're going to bring in bad ones. You're going to bring in bad ones. He says, but don't worry about it. We'll separate them. We're keeping the good ones. This is Jesus saying, guys, listen, how important is this? How important is your friend knowing who God is? Because they are, they can spend eternity away from you. And I know they're great people, and I know you love them to death, and I know they're like family to you, but you're not going to get past this. There's only one way to to the Father, and what is it? That's the only way. It's the only way. The only way is the knowledge of. Because it's freely given, but you have to have the knowledge of. It's not the, it's, it's not the truth that sets you free. It's the truth that you know. Amen. So if you're speeding down the road with no signs and the police pull you over and they go, hey, the speed limit is only 55, you would do a 70. You go, I didn't see a sign, I didn't know. So? <laughs> and I'm saying that's how it's going to be. So my urgency is like, Man, I really care about this person. You, I'm, you have to know because they, I realize good fish are going to be put in baskets. The other fish are going to be thrown away. And I was your only hope and I didn't do anything. I told a story before I was, I was, when I was working and, 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 and thank God, you know, Kim Lee was around other people. Man, Kim, when Jim killed himself, I was the last one who talked to him that night when he left, and I felt like garbage. I'm like, how did I miss that? How did I miss it? How did I, how did, I didn't know he was going to go home and kill himself. And I was, I was depressed. I was like, I missed it. And then God finally had to minister to me. I wouldn't have stopped it. People who commit suicide just do it. There's no signs of it. 
None of that. They just do it. There was no signs that this guy was going to do that. And, I, and the next day, I was like, what are you telling me? I just I talked to him last night. And then I remember something. He would always say, hey, Kenan, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you Monday. And that day, he didn't. Mm. And I felt like I missed it all over again. Maybe I was his only hope. And still bothers me to today. I don't know. I'm almost done. This is, this is how it will be at the end of the age. Okay, now this is Jesus talking, right? Yes. Go. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous yep. and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is Jesus. Fluffy, nice. Jesus. Mm. Jesus who understands everything and he's you can always come to him. He'll get it. Jesus is going, listen, guys, some people are going to be thrown in the furnace, and man, it's going to be horrible there. He's trying to get them to, to do what? Be urgent, because he's just told them to go. All authority is given unto me, heaven and earth, so I need you to go. So he's trying to, tell, he's trying to boost up their urgency of going to do what he said. And he goes into this rant about the kingdom. He said, listen, you guys better get it. You better get an understanding that you better work hard because this is what's going to happen to people that you care about. This is what's going to happen. And I'm thinking I might be their only hope. I hate to say it, you might be their only hope. Go to Luke 13 and I'll be done. I'll pick it up next week or whenever. We got to preach the good news. There's no way around. I told them, guys, if we don't preach the gospel, we're not going to bring anybody into the kingdom. Luke 13, verse 4. Now, Jesus is having a conversation with these people, and he's going, they're going, hey, what happened? Uh, all these believers got killed. The Herod had all... Uh, uh, the king had all these people killed in, in, in the name of Christianity, and, and then Jesus goes into a, a story with the stuff, and he goes, yeah, but remember the, the, the thing, the silo that fell on the 18 people? It reminds me of the shootings, because it's like, I'm sure some of the people involved in that are very good believers. And then you got to go, what happened? How can that happen? So Jesus picks up a story in uh, verse 4. Go. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? So the tower fell on 18 people, killed them. They were believers. Come on. Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? Some of them were believers. And he said, do you think they were just bad and, and that's why it happened? No, it's called life. Amen. And at any minute, life can just go away. Amen. And it, you're, a, you're a car accident away, man. You're a doctor visit away, man. Apparently now, you're a day at school away. And it's a wrap. Jesus is going, man, you think that it happened to them because they're bad? No, it's, it's called life. And life is so fragile, and it can be out in the blink. And in verse 5, he says, they weren't, they weren't sinful. They weren't worse than you. But I tell you, if you don't decide now to change your lives, you will be destroyed too. This is Jesus. Tell me the last time you heard a message that said that. Amen. You're not going to hear a message that says that. Because people don't like it. And they get quiet and then they go, oh, I wonder if I offend someone. They're probably not going to come back because I didn't present this loving Jesus. And I'm saying, this is love. Amen. Amen. He's saying, I came to die, so you guys won't have to do all that. What kind of love? How much more love can I give you? Amen. And then he goes to this story about a useless tree. Go to verse 6. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So Jesus goes, I'm going to tell you a story. Man, he, he, he got this, this vineyard, and he plants this fig tree, and he, went, and, and he went to look for fruit on it. It was no fruit. Come on. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Uh -huh. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Cut the thing down. It's not working. It's not moving. And here's Jesus going, man, I've been on the planet for three years. 
I've been three years at this thing, and now the father is coming saying, where's the fruit? And there's not any. He's saying, cut it down. Amen. And don't think the father doesn't think that way. Amen. Did the flood come to mind? <laughs> Did do AI come to mind when he told, told Joshua, go kill everybody? Does Sodom and Gomorrah come to mind? Mm -hmm. So we can't say that God doesn't feel that way. And I think Jesus would know. He's going, man, here's a story. I am the guy in the vineyard taken care of, and the master is my father. And he's going, hey, for three years you've been working down there. There's not enough fruit. I'm sick of it. Cut it down. It's wasting soil. I could put something else there. Next verse. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. And here's the love of Christ. He said, no, hold on. I know it's been three. Give me one more year. Because now I've told them to go out into the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm coming away. I'm going to you, but don't give me one. I can fertilize it because I can dig around it. I can fertilize it. I was in the yard for two days. Just in the yard, I'm like, oh, I hate my yard. And now I'm like, oh, my sinuses. I'm at home doing a neti pot, which is so gross. You ever did a neti pot? <laughs> it is so nasty. You put junk in this one, it comes out this one. And I'm sitting there, oh, this is so gross. I don't know why I went there. But he's saying, I can dig around it. I can fertilize it because I got these people. Amen. I got 11 dudes, just 11, and they're going to change the world. If you just... Hold on. Amen. Don't destroy it yet. Don't, don't have me cut it down. Let me dig around and let me fertilize it because I've just given all the authorities be given on me. And now I'm telling they're going to go. Just give me one more chance. I find myself praying that way, Lord. I know, Lord. I, I know you saw me a vision. You showed me a vision of what we should have been, and we're not that. But that, Lord, give me one more chance. Don't take me out. Don't take me away. I know we can do it. I, the people have grown, and I, I've seen their lives change. So the power of God has been there. So it can't just be word. It's got to be power behind it. Amen. And it's like, man, I, I've seen what it's done to people's lives. And, man, I, and now and I, I love these people with everything that I have. It's like, Lord, don't. You got to give me. As bad as I don't like the winter here, you, you got to give me some time. Let me fertilize it. Let me dig around it. Hallelujah. I know it can. I know it can. I know it can grow. Just give me one more year. I know it looks useless. It looks like it's, it's mediocre and it's not. I know, I know you're not really happy about it. Verse 9 says what? If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut then it down. you don't have to cut it down. So that means that God does give timelines. Come on, I'm going to stop there. I'll pick it up next week. I got a lot more. The kingdom of heaven is light. Kid growing up in the inner city, no father, kind of rough life. I mean, drugs and stuff all around, gangs and all that crap all around. In some kind of way, you, you grace him to make it to his early 20s. And then one miraculous night, you change this world. And though, man, he's jacked up and he's made mistakes and he's so flawed. You know, you, 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 you put him on this different road, and then you called him to, to do something he didn't want to do. But because I found that one thing, my life just kind of don't even matter anymore. And on, along the way, I'll be a good father. Along, along the way, I'll be a good brother. Or along the way, I'll be a good son or whatever. Hopefully, I'll be a good pastor. I, I, I don't really think I'm the best, but... Well, here's my prayer, God. Don't make me stop my life to be small. Let me, let me affect as many as I can. And you showed me all those people on the bank. Said those are all the people that I didn't, I didn't reach. And, and that doesn't mean 
I want a big church. I don't want a big I think I'd be miserable in a big church. But what I do mean is I want it to be fruitful. And I want it to expand. And I want the people to be expanders of the kingdom. I want them to know and I want them to understand and I want them to be effective out where it matters because we're just not effective right now. And that's, and America is, is a, my friends over in Europe, we are a laughing stock. They, they, they contact me like, what is wrong with you over there? And I go, we're not godly, dude. And we don't understand the kingdom. I know you do because you're British. You got a queen. She's 720 years old. I'm like, the queen was old when I was young. How is she still alive? But you guys got a queen, so they understand kingdom where we vote. Everything's a vote and everything's, America is founded on whatever we want. But they function under authority and they understand, even though the queen doesn't do anything, they still understand the concept of kingdom. Friends over in Germany and, and talk to them. They emailed me back and forth and they're like, what's wrong with you guys over there? I go, well, because we got churches on every corner, but they don't really work. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not being mean. I'm just, I'm just saying they, they kind of don't work. And people, people are not really knowing the Lord. I mean, you know, people at home cutting the grass every Sunday. It's a beautiful day. I go out of my house. My neighbors, hey, Kenan, hey, just picking weeds, huh? Been working on you for how long? And I, I won't catch you. Maybe our kids will do it. Maybe the kids will be friends with the kids, and then they'll bring the kids, and then hopefully the parents. I don't know. I just, I told them I don't know. I, I, I wish I do. I know we used to be leaders of the world, but now we kind of suck. And then people go, well, no, see, it's, it's, it's mental health issues. That's why all these shootings are happening. I go, there's crazy people everywhere. There's crazy people in Ireland and France. We don't see this. And then we got, how ironic is this? We put in God we trust on our money. You're talking about you can't serve two masters. I mean, you ever got a doctor's bill lately in America? Why should anybody pay $5,000 for any kind of medical help in America? Well, it's because we're Americans and we're greedy. And but we got all these churches. We yell at politicians to save us. They're not going to save us. Republicans, not gonna, Democrats, ain't gonna, they're not going to save us. But I'm going to send you out on a good note, because you guys got tomorrow off, I hope. Courtney don't. She got to work, and I'm laughing. But she'll get over that triple something. She'll be okay. He's giving us time. I've asked him to give me time. Lord, give me some time. Just, just sit where you want me to go. What do you, where do you want me to see? Just give me time. I, I, bad as I want you to come back, just give me time because I just don't want to see people lost. I really don't. So, Lord, help us in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, let's do communion.